Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Everybody and welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, your dream coach. And I'm going to be coaching you to wake up into your dream, wake up out of the norms, the nightmares of normality, and wake up into the dream of God. God's got an adventure. Why watch an adventure movie when you can be living it by waking up into your purpose? Ladies and gentlemen, you've been sent on purpose with a purpose to fulfill a purpose with more resources than you could use in 10 lifetimes. Somebody say, I'm fully loaded. I'm fully loaded with all kinds of resources. I, I say this when I have a mic. Let me see if I can do it here. I am overkill. I don't know, but I don't know if that worked or not. But you you are overkill. You have re- literally more resources than you could ever uh, uh, get rid of. You you got more resources than, than you, you know what to do with. But we need to ask God, how do I apply this purpose? How do I apply all these resources and this this um, amazing life that I have on the inside of me because of Jesus Christ and because of the blood and body sacrifice of Jesus Christ? Now, Holy Spirit has come into me and now he's knocking at my heart saying, will you let me out and into this world? This is what we're all about. We're about tapping into the goodness of the Lord. So last week, ladies and gentlemen, we had a phenomenal interview with Dr. Tom and, and Dr. Jane Hammond. Uh, Vision Church, it's a CI, Christian International, which is a ministry that Bill Hammond, Dr. Bishop, Reverend, Apostle, Prophet Bill Hammond, (laughs) we love him and he's a pioneer and I think he's going to have his 90th birthday and and 60th year in ministry. I think it was announced when we were at the Global Prophetic uh, Summit together, but uh, what a hero. I, I, I have several of his books, and one of them is, is this one here, Pro- Prophets and Personal Prophecy. And uh, we bit our teeth in this book back in 1992 when Tammy and I started in ministry together and we were training. And uh, we had Robert Gay that came up and, and, and did a worship conference for us. And we had, uh, oh, a def- different other people that came up to CI into Kingston, Ontario, when we were pastoring at the Living Word Ministry Seminar. Center. Anyway, without further ado, I want to bring on this this couple, this power team, uh, Tom and Jane Hammond. Welcome to the podcast. This episode, episode number one seventy. Wow! Wow! Well, we're excited to join you. I wish we had a name like Miracle, but you know, you know <laughs> Hammond. Hallelujah! Not to be confused <laughs> with Haman. Okay, stop casting out the spirit of Haman. Our name is Haman. Okay. Don't be using charismatic witchcraft on them. <laughs> Haman, not Haman. It's not a, it's Haman. A, Haman. Uh, I do want to thing above the A. It's a. It's I a do want to throw out to you that my grandmother was Canadian. And actually, she came and she married uh, my grandfather and moved to Washington State and lived in Texas as well. But she never became a U.S. citizen. So I can honestly say my grandmother was an alien. But anyhow. (laughs) (laughs) What did you act like one? (laughs) I don't even want to know. And uh, What part of Canada did you come from? Uh, Saskatchewan. Oh, wonderful. We call that the door. Okay. Oh, really? That's what Saskatchewan is because it's shaped like a door. Uh, It looks like a door and it actually has different components like the capital, I think, is uh, is where like a door handle would be. And so we've gone to Saskatchewan a number of times and been ministering about the door of the Lord. Wow. We're welcoming Canada. uh, We're welcoming the King of Glory into Canada through the open door and we would yes. prophesy that. So anyway, it's a, that's awesome. Well, really that's, she was an awesome woman of God. Yes, she was. And True. So was on your, Canadian blood in me, you know, on, on your, on your dad's side, my mom's that's side, mom's on side. your mom's yeah. side. Okay. Yeah. His well, dad was a uh, hillbilly from Oklahoma. Yeah. He was and he'll be kid. actually celebrating 70 years of ministry. 70. Uh, next oh. year. Yeah. His 97. So we're doing a big, 
a big celebration next October. So anybody that wants to come down for it, October what's 24th. It, what's in Florida. It, yeah. October 24th? October the uh, 14th through the 17th, I believe. So. And my birthday is on October 16th, so I might have to buy myself. Well, mine is oh, the 13th. The 13th. So. October, October baby. I knew there was something. I like yeah. there. <laughs> October <laughs> baby. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so thank you. What a what a, an amazing program uh, episode we had last week. And we're still on this series of indestructible life. And you, you were sharing last week on how, you know, God was leading you uh, for several months into this topic of resurrection life. Mm-hmm. I, I know that, you know, like John 316 has come alive to me afresh. Like I, for me, I've been preaching for nearly 30 years. And I'm finally, ladies and gentlemen, I'm finally understanding the power of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm understanding like when it says in second Corinthians 5 uh, 21 it says he made him who knew no sin to be sin and I was just like to be sin just one to be sin and what does it mean to be sin because we see Jesus receiving the sins of the world we receive Jesus being beaten we see Jesus but the concept and getting the concept that he was made, he didn't know sin, so he didn't, he didn't sin. He was made to be sin. But Billy Graham said this, and I was afraid to say this. But I heard Billy Graham say it, and I said, okay, Billy Graham said it, and I got the proof. I got it on the YouTube video, so I, I, I got that for backup. But, but Billy Graham said that Jesus was made to be the most evil person to ever be on the planet so that you could become the righteousness of God in him. And I'm like, my mind was blown. Blows your mind, doesn't it? What's that? Blows your mind. Yeah. It blows your mind. Being willing to become the curse or to die so that we could live. It's just, what a miracle. What an amazing thing. He He became the curse. He was made to be sin. So why? So I could become the righteousness of God in him. I've been teaching people lately. It's not, your identity is not what you're in because you could be in a divorce right now. You could be in a depression right now. That's not your identity. Your identity as a born again believer is your, your identity is who you are in. And you are in the most powerful life giving being ever. His name is Jesus Christ. That's right. You know, that's why we say we don't want our condition to uh, predict or try to determine our position. And sometimes your okay, condition. Wait, 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 hold on, Tom. Tom, say you got to say that again. Say it slow. Don't, don't let your condition determine your position. And so yeah. it can feel like your condition is speaking something to us. You know, Paul uh, asked that the church would pray for him right after he talked yeah. about warring and warfare and doing all these powerful things. He said, "Pray for me that I might speak boldly as I ought, because I'm an ambassador in chains." So the reality was, he was in dungeon. He was in a dungeon. He was in a jail. He was in a dark dank horrible place yeah. but he said i need to act like i'm not a prisoner but i'm an ambassador of the kingdom of god and so he said pray for me that i don't live low because my condition right now speaks something negative about me right, 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 right. i will speak boldly as i ought as an ambassador so sometimes we can feel sick we can feel like things aren't working we can feel like finances are tight we can feel like yeah. things are right but don't let that condition determine your position he's saying pray for me because i'm supposed to act like i'm the ambassador of the king of kings and even though i'm in chains even though i'm in a a confined place even though naturally people would look at me with disdain that's not the reality of who i am right good you know you can pray for the sick while you're dealing with sickness yourself yeah as a matter of fact, a matter of fact, I think that we've seen a lot of miracles um, when maybe things were our condition wasn't perfect, and yet we've seen God's grace, God's resurrection power, the quickening spirit of the of the living Christ come out of us and flow through us at times where our condition wasn't made. And the I best. think that's why the power of the prophetic is so important. One, it speaks to your identity. And so if you don't get your identity right, you'll never fulfill your destiny. And so the enemy is always warring against us individually, but also warring against us corporately as the body of Christ. When we know that we're not just 
a nice fellowship church, we are an ecclesia with authority to legislate, then that identity causes us to operate differently. If we know that personally, if we know that corporately, then we'll operate to fulfill what God had in mind for us. The keys of the kingdom will be placed in our hands that will speak and open the heavens or shut them down or shut down the earth. We'll shut down the gates of hell because they will not prevail and will operate the way that God had in mind for us. But if we have the wrong identity, it will always limit you. It will always confine you to try to define you in a negative way. And so if you understand the truth, the truth will set you free and you can operate the way God made you to operate, but the battle many times is the renewing of your mind. It's breaking that uh, lie that's promoted against you to limit you in this life. But if you can receive what God has told you and wake up to it and arise to it, you can operate in that place. That's why the prophetic is so key because it not only speaks to your true identity, but it also gives you weaponry. And the weaponry is sword of the spirit. It is that word that God spoke to Timothy and said, now wage a warfare with the word that came over your life. This is the truth. This is what I want to do. This is what you need to have faith in. This is what you need to say and operate with your mouth. And if you do, I can bring you into the reality of that promise. I can bring the fulfillment of the decree over your life, but you have to agree. And sometimes you have to fight. I just did a series for a few months in my church about defeating the giants at the gate. So once you go to the gate, it doesn't mean that there's not an open door. It just means there's some giants there waiting for you. Another one's humiliation and accusation and depression. And there's about eight of them that I described. But when you get there, the enemy wants to do what he can to get you to back away from the place you're called to operate. And if you allow that giant to to stand there in your way and, and, and fear comes to you or shame comes to you, humiliation, ridicule, accusation, false accusation, uh, depression and, and assignments of weariness, if that wins, then you end up not doing what you were made for. And I think what God's trying to get us to do is contend to fight at the gate and recognize if just because the door is open doesn't mean there's not going to be resistance. Right. Doesn't mean the enemy is not standing right. there. So don't you dare come through this door. Yeah. Uh, you have to recognize this waiting for you, but you already have been uh, given the authority to deal with the enemy, pull that giant down and break through and go on to what God says he's opening up for you in this season. There, uh, Tom, I want you to pray for people yeah. right now, a yeah. grace to stand and keep on standing. And because if the enemy can't stop you from going through the gate, he'll try to hinder you the best, or he'll try to stop the flow of yeah. what is supposed to come through that. So I want, I want to, but you said something interesting just a, a, about a minute ago about don't let your condition determine your position. And right. ladies and gentlemen, as Tom and Jane both pray for us right now, we, we want to open up our lives to to receive this blessing, but understand that don't stop just because everything's not perfect in your life. Right. There's a man because it never will be right. There, your deliverance be. is not only in your declaration, your deliverance is you and you keep going as you're as you're being delivered into the situation. You're being delivered of stuff. There's an anointing of deliverance that comes upon you when you just step into your place, step into your gate, get to your place. And I just want to share this. You know, when when Jesus was going to pray for Jairus's daughter, you remember that? And and the in the midst of him going to pray. And so faith was engaged to pray for this leadership, uh, this position, this person in leadership. There is a faith that was engaged in operating. And this woman comes from nowhere with an issue of blood, touches the hem of his garment and, and she draws from the from what was going on as as and it had nothing to do with her but she reached out and grabbed faith when tom and jane pray for you right now i don't know what you're going through but you need to you need to draw on this right now you need to understand that there is a greater grace available where sin abounds grace is about to much more abound but you gotta activate it by your faith by your declaration so be in agreement Guys, can you yes. just pray for everybody listening right now? Well, Father, we stretch our hands yes, out toward Lord. these that right now are contending for things in their life. Lord, they're believing for some deliverance. They're believing for some healing. They're believing for some breakthroughs financially. They're believing for ministry. Woo! 
to open up. They're believing for their family. And I just come in agreement that as they're at that gate, as you've said, this year is the year of the gate, the double doors opening up. But we know our mouth is key. We know our mind is key. We know our heart is key. That when we know what uh, God has said, it's in our heart, but it comes out of our mouth. And when that gate is opened up, then we begin to speak what you're saying. And so, Father, I'm praying that people won't live in accordance to whatever is going on and right. live by every word that comes to them by every means of media or anything else or those reports that come that are negative. But let us believe the report of the Lord and let us yes. speak what God is saying. And Lord, let us rise into that positioning of authority, that positioning of, of having that opportunity to step through the gates of blessing, the gates of opportunity, the, ble- the, the gate of increase and promotion that you want to bring. God, we don't want to live by our condition. We want to live out of that position that you gave to us, seated together with yes. Christ in heavenly places, a given an authority in the name of Jesus. And so I anoint them now. I break that assignment wow. of fear. I break that right. assignment of shame. I break that assignment of ridicule. I break that assignment of accusation and condemnation. I break that assignment of depression. And I say, go, leave them right now. now. Right. And that authority that is in them now rise up and let it come out of their mouth. Let it be seen in their eyes. Let it be in their heart, God. Let them be strong in the Lord, the power of his might. And we decree victory. We decree breakthrough. And we decree that, God, you're going to help them in their time of need. And they're going through the gate to the other side. In Jesus' mighty name. And Father, we thank you, God, that the heavens are being opened over them right now, Lord. Lord. I thank you, God, that every place that the enemies tried to drive them into the land of hope or helplessness, Lord, is being broken off of them, Father. They are receiving the impartation right now, God, wherever they are. They're receiving an impartation from your Holy Spirit that is filling them with dunamis power, God. It's a great power. It's an anointing God for revelation. It's an anointing for wisdom. It's an anointing God on the words that they speak to call the things that are not as though they are. Father God, it's an anointing for spiritual warfare, Father, not to cower back when the giants present themselves, but to stand up in courage to begin to take that anointing of the Holy Ghost and to begin to go after the things that the enemy has brought. Lord, we thank you that the power of the Holy Spirit within us is a curse-breaking, yoke-destroying anointing. And we thank you, God, you're filling us with that. But God, then you're utilizing us to begin to push back the very gates of hell. We mm. decree the gates of hell will not prevail. We will decree not. finances are going to flow, even if it has to be supernaturally. God, we decree prodigals are getting blinders taken off their eyes so that prodigals now. are coming back to the house of the Lord. We decree the quickening power of the resurrection mm. life of Jesus Christ is Woo. beginning to stir in people's bodies. It's beginning to adjust things in bloodstreams. It's beginning to touch major organs right now. It's beginning to go into the very joints of their body and begin to bring rejuvenation and regeneration. God, we decree that every spirit of degeneration is being turned around to rejuvenation and regeneration. Now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that this is a time of divine reversal, a time when the curse is being turned to a blessing, a time when things are turning around right now by the authority and the power of Jesus' name, by the Lord Jesus Christ and his resurrection power coming alive inside of each and every one of us. We decree, God, miracles. And we thank you, Father God, that you are waking us up into your dream for our lives and into the dream that you have dreamed for us, Father God, to experience the fullness of your kingdom, Lord, not just when we get to heaven, but here in this life. You know, we say that the prophetic is Jesus' name but it's impartation. And so right. I just want you right now just to receive right through the airwaves, mm-hmm. the impartation. Mm-hmm. That means Jesus, remember, he breathed on his disciples right. and they were filled afresh yeah. with mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. So Lord, precious. breath and spirit, Thank the same Jesus. word, pneuma in the New Testament. We breathe uh, that right. word. We breathe that blessing. Yes. We breathe that freshness of the Holy Spirit into the lungs, into the eyes, the heart, into yes. the body, yes. into the ministry, the spirit man. Come alive, awaken, and receive the refreshing, but also receive the empowerment that the Lord has for you in this season, in Jesus' name. And, you know, I really feel like there's some people that have just gotten so discouraged over this last season, Um, some relational issues, some family issues, some cycles of sickness that you've dealt with. And right now, we just decree to Mm. you the courage of the Lord. The enemy wants to discourage us. 
and mm-hmm. take your courage away. But right now, God, we break the yoke of discouragement yeah, and we release we the courage, courage and the power <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. Encourage means to put courage in you. So right now, God, I speak to the spirit man within these people and I command the spirit man to rise up, take control mm-hmm. over the soul, take control over the yes. body, take yes. control over the mind so that we can live in a place of amazing on, victory it. It. right now. Lord, the voice of the Lord shatters the mm. enemy. Isaiah 30, 31, the voice of the Lord shatters the shatters. enemy and gives us the ability to wake up so and good. then step in to the divine destiny that you've called us to in Jesus' you know, name. Darkness may cover the earth and deep darkness may cover the people. What, what does he say? Arise. You will arise and shine. God will arise and yeah. shine with his glory. And even the world will have to take note. What does that literally mean, honey? In the Hebrew? arise shine means wake up and be set on fire. My mind. Wake up. <laughs> wake up and be set on fire. You <laughs> need to wake up into their dream, baby. I'm telling you. <laughs> come on. <laughs> arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Though there be <laughs> darkness on the earth and deep darkness on the people, right. my glory will rise upon you and be seen on you. But there's a weightiness that is coming. A weightiness that is coming where kings, CEOs, uh, presidents, prime ministers, leaders all over the world are going to be seeking out those that are manifesting the greater essence of God. We're moving from a presense to an essence. Mm, So when you wake up and are set on fire, people take note. (laughs) That's right. You're, you're, you're like Smith Wigglesworth. They they didn't really care what he had to say. They just wanted to see him burn. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So you know, I've I got was, a great story about wake up. I was up in uh, Michigan getting ready to yeah. preach one time, and I was um, I was asleep, um, and my alarm went off in the morning. And I'm one of those people that believes the last 10 minutes in bed are the most comfortable 10 minutes in bed. And so um, <laughs> I, hit, I hit my snooze button, and I actually had a spiritual dream. Um, that I was that I was thinking through before I just jumped out of bed. Sometimes we don't remember our dreams because we just get up real quickly and don't take time to ponder and meditate on what the Lord had just been saying. I think pushing snooze is actually godly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I think it is too. I'm making a case for it here, Barry. I'm making a case. I got you. I got you. I'm making a case for pushing snooze. Yeah. And so I was meditating on what the dream was, and I was in my bed, and I was kind of turned on my side and uh, in a hotel room all by myself when suddenly I felt a physical hand on my shoulder, and it shook me, and I heard a loud voice say, Wake up! And I knew that an angel had just come down and shaken me. And mm. I sat up in the bed and I didn't see the angel, but I knew he'd just been there. And I, I, I woke up and I sat up straight in bed and my mm. liver was quivering. You know, it scared <laughs> me half to death. Wow. And, uh, and I heard and I said to the Lord, wow, Lord, I, I, I thought I was awake. And the Lord said back to me, he said, most of my church thinks that they're awake, but they're still asleep. Wow. He said, you need to wake up so that you can wake them up. Yeah. to the fullness of divine destiny and purpose for the coming days. And so we're mm. here to say, wake up, wake up into your dream, wake up into your destiny, wake up into the divine purpose that God has for you. Right. And I think that when that's our cry and when that's our prayer, it begins to to break down all the walls. One of the things that we found about the prophetic is that it does wake people up to what God has called them to be. Probably right. one of my favorite uh, prophetic stories is a story of a young woman that I prophesied to at a place called Mercy Ministries. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can go to mercymultiply.com to find out about it. They take in young women between the ages of 13 and 34 and they minister to them free of charge for six months or, or whatever length of time and pour into them of healing and destiny and purpose. And what part of that is they bring us in and we prophesy over these young women. These are Love women that. that have had drug and alcohol abuse, horrific home lives, horrific abuses in their life. Some of them have been sex trafficked. I mean, it's their horrible, heartbreaking story. <laughs> and I ministered to this one girl. She was about 15 years old. And when I went to to prophesy to her, she had pulled all her hair down into her face that just covered her her face like a curtain. And she Mm. pulled a hoodie up over her head because there was so much shame Mm. in her life. And I prophesied over her and the Lord said, my daughter, I've given you a brilliant mind. I've given you a huge capacity 
to learn. The Lord says, when you get done here, I'm going to catch you up in your education process, and I'm eventually going to send you to college. And you're going to go to university um, on scholarship, and you're going to earn multiple degrees, um, because what I'm going to wow. do for you is going to change the, the lives of people because of, some of the things that I show you. Well, the young lady, she was about 15 years old. She didn't laugh. She didn't cry. She didn't even respond, you know, but the word of the Lord, the voice of the Lord went in and began to wake something up inside of her. I later found out that um, she had um, been horribly abused. The story that I found years later was that she'd been horribly abused by her own parents. And because the abuse was detected in, I think, the beginning of the first grade and the child family services came to their home, they decided that they would not send her back to school because they didn't want the abuse being scrutinized. And so she could barely read. She could wow. barely write. And when she came into the program at Mercy, they have a policy that if you're a minor, they'll try to catch you up in your education process. Well, they had just had a meeting the day before I got there and they said, listen, it just seems like this young lady is completely incapable of learning. Mm -hmm. So they decided that rather than focus on any kind of natural learning, they would just deal with spiritual healing and bring her spirit man back to life. And right. then here I come along. The prophet says, you've got a brilliant mind. You've got a huge <laughs> capacity to learn. And I know the staff was probably thinking, boy, she really missed it. Here's the story is that after she graduated from Mercy, um, she got adopted by new parents uh, because her old parents were in jail, quite honestly. And um, she got adopted by new parents at the age of 16 years old. And her new parents were rocket scientists and very committed to her education process. So they worked with Mercy and they put her into a school for remedial learning. And within a year and a half, because God had given her a brilliant mind and she heard that and it penetrated all the shame, all the worthlessness, all the failure, all the heartbreak. And she heard God say, you've got a brilliant mind. And so in a year and a half, she went from being illiterate to graduating from high school. After that year and a half, she went to a local community college to learn how to take tests and to, 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 um, to write essays and do college work. And at the end of that time, she went uh, to uh, apply for her to do her SATs in the state of Tennessee. And three years after illiteracy, after this prophetic word came over her life, Come on. three years later, she scored the highest score ever scored what? in the state of Tennessee on the college yeah. entry exams. She was given a full ride scholarship uh, to one of the universities in, in uh, Tennessee. After that, she graduated with a perfect grade point average in biology and German. After that, she was given the Fulbright scholarship where she went to Germany and studied with a team of neuroscientists in German. In German. Because as an undergraduate, she had detected something that forms on the brain that contributes to the development of Alzheimer's. Today, she's a graduate of Harvard Medical School. Harvard, just Harvard. Her oh, research. So when she was 15 years old, she was illiterate. She thought she was worthless. She thought she had no life ahead. But the voice of the Lord came and woke up the destiny and woke up the dream on the inside of her. And today she's doing great things for she humanity. She one of her cute Yes, she did. Has a family and uh, oh, my word. so functional. You're, you're, you don't know the power of your voice. No, you really voice don't. Activated. Tom, you said earlier that don't let your condition determine your position. And I just want to say this, nor your trajectory. No, yeah, absolutely. So true. Because what, what it does, it's set that, that breath of God that comes through the voice of God begins to create and position and recreate and create avenues. And ladies and gentlemen, listening today, you need to understand that you stopping speaking, I break the power of withholding off of your life right now. Right. Don't withhold the word of the Lord. Don't withhold. You, you've been wanting to phone that person and tell them something and encourage them. You don't know what that's going to change. That lie, that life would never have come to this place had the voice of God not gone into darkness. Let your voice pierce darkness, displace, because there's life in you and life's got to come out of you. And, and life has to be manifested somehow. And it's coming through the gate and the doors. And you're the ones. You got to let God arise. If you let God arise, your enemies will be scattered. And, and I like to say splattered. But, <laughs> but 
I tell you, when you when you let God arise through your voice, you are the gates, guys. You you are the everlasting doors. You need to lift them up, unlock it through your mouth, and and you will open up. Your door is the is the doorway to the eternal realms, and and the power of God, the creative power of God, is about to come out of you as you open up the gate. Your mouth is your gate. Your everlasting door on the inside of you. This is who you are. You can open up and release life, resurrection life into this realm. Hallelujah. You know, one of, one of the wow. wonderful stories I love is about the Shunammite that if you remember, the prophet was coming through, but she was not satisfied just to get a blessing now and again as he walked through her yeah. life. But she made room for the prophet. She built a room for the built prophet room. in her home. And the so that means chamber. she made room for the prophetic in her life. She made room for a prophetic, like as a pastor in my church and saying, I don't want to just be blessed. I want to build a place for the prophetic to operate. Because of that, the prophet's reward came to her. And that was where she didn't even know because of her un relenting relenting grief that she had this need she didn't even recognize she said well i got some money i got some things working but she didn't know that, that she had death working in her barrenness was working that she mm -hmm. didn't have the, really the release of fulfillment of the promise that she had in her heart and because month after month she had felt this barrenness and had felt that grief she gave up and didn't even speak the promise or the, the the desire that when she was asked, what do you want? And yet the servant, as you know, realizes her pain and begins to speak to the prophet. He says, this time next year, you're going to birth. You're going to bring forth life wow. out of your barrenness. And we know that that took place. But then we also know there was a day that her that promise died. Her son died out in the yep. field with dad. And instead of just saying, well, that was good while, while I had it, yeah. she said, no. I believe the prophetic birth this, the prophetic can bring resurrection life. And so because she'd built a place for the prophetic in her life, she knew where to take that dead promise. She brought it up to that room, brought it up to that place, called on the prophetic again and said, breathe life back into this dead vision, this dead promise, this dead work. And so when she did, we know that's exactly what happened. The prophet came. Yeah spoke and released the breath of life and he came back to life for her in that moment of grief. She didn't let her grief or her condition rule her future because she said, I'm making room for the prophetic. When the prophet spoke it, she did laugh a little bit and think, I don't think this can happen <laughs> for me. And yet somehow she had enough faith that it did happen that year. And then when it died, she knew where to go to get it resurrected back. And yeah. I believe that's where we're living right now. Right. Sometimes God births things and then we feel like, oh, God, didn't you start this? And now I'm, I'm stuck with this. It's not going to work. And she knew I'm going back to the prophetic. I'm grabbing them and I'm saying, I'm going to I'm going to believe that this word is still effective, that that which was promised before is still going to come to pass and that you're going to do something right now. She brought him up to the upper room and there the prophetic breathed life back into what was seemingly lost. And I believe that's what God is doing for all of us in a lot of different areas of our life right now. We have to pray. We have to war for the word with the word. Exactly. When you stand, when we're standing at this gate and you said there's eight significant giants trying to stop, hinder, uh, uh, whatever, discourage you from from standing there, from operating, from going in and out and allowing things in and out there. You, we have to war for our word with that word. And we and how do you do that? You decree it. You declare it. Write right. it out. Read it out. Read it back to God. You said, Lord God, you don't give up. Don't give in. Don't sit down. Don't shut up. Just because, listen, you're not a snowflake. Guys, you are not snowflakes. You don't melt at the, at the, at the smell of heat. You are indestructible. And the indestructible life of God is on the inside of you and wanting to well up on the inside of you. There, there's, uh, I, I know this that it is a season for women to take their place. It, it, we're in the season of Zoholafed's daughters who demanded for an inheritance. We're also in a season of Aksa, who is the daughter of Caleb, That's right. who was the only one to receive an inheritance from their father in the Bible, where he right. initiated it. And then she, she gets her inheritance. This is what I love about Axis. She goes away. She thinks about it. And she says, that's great. 
then she goes back to dad and says, dad, I want the rest of it. Right. I want it well, got it. And ladies, uh, and, okay. and Jane, I, I don't know if you got this, if, if you want to pray into this or not, but I know that there's a number of women that need to rise up in this season and take their place in the gate as like AXA and, and demand the rest. We as husbands and fathers and brothers, we, uh, we and, and sons, we need women to be making their decrees. We need women to rise up in the gate and in the place and say, I want the rest of the inheritance. I don't know if that bears witness. Could you speak into that? Uh, Jane? I mean, absolutely. I wrote a book years ago called The Deborah Company, which is, I believe, speaking to uh, Deborah was a prophet. She was uh, a woman that God raised up at a time of great difficulty in the nation. And yeah. her prophetic word mobilized an army. Her yeah. prophetic word set the enemy up for defeat. And her prophetic word brought the land into a, a season of rest for over 40 years. And yeah. I believe that God is speaking to women all over the world right now, saying, where are my Deborahs? Where are my Esthers? Where are my Axas? If you're not familiar with that story, it's Judges chapter one. You can go read it. Um, it's a powerful, powerful story about placing a demand on the spirit of God, placing a demand on the anointing. And mm. I want to say to the women that are listening, you are not a second class citizen in the kingdom nope. of God because Jesus. you were born a woman. God knew who you were when he called you and he wants you to begin to read the stories of these anointed women leaders in the scripture that change the trajectory yeah. of nations and change the trajectory of generations and so father right now god i just release a, you, a courage a boldness Amen. upon the women of god i pray lord that you'll open their eyes so that they can see their true identity in you god lord mm -hmm. that they are powerful lord god that they were created father in your image just like men were father god it after your image after your likeness god lord that they are to represent you god mm. and that it's truly only as men and women come together lord that the world can actually see a full demonstration of who you are in the midst of the earth and so lord we break off father god every spirit that's tried to keep women Jesus. down try to shut them up try to shut them down we break every jezebel assignment that's been against the women of god trying to take their voice trying to take their choice, trying to make them victims, the spirit of witchcraft that's attacked their minds and their bodies. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I declare freedom to the women of God. Lord, and I decree freedom, Father God, to the men and women that are coming alongside to operate together, Father God. Deborah uh, woke up the giant, woke up the, the generals in the land, God. Uh, Esther and Mordecai worked together, Father God. Lord, throughout the scripture, you see um, you, you see the, the people that, that came together Together, to operate together in, in the anointing and, and in the power of God, Lord, in team ministry. And so, Father, I thank you, God, for women, but I also thank you, God, for bold men that are not afraid, Father God, for women that are strong, women that are courageous to rise up and to be who they're called to be. Yes, Lord, bless we men, God, right now <laughs> to have a heart to stand alongside their wives, stand mm -hmm. with the body of Christ, men and women, and to have a heart to empower the whole body and to not be threatened and not be caught up in wrong mentalities, but know how to operate with great grace, operate with a heart to empower and to release and to strengthen the hands of women to do the work of the Lord, not to be threatened, to be one that... Uh, looks to uh, the opportunity to open doors for those. Lord, we like to open doors in the natural as men. Let us do it in the spiritual as well <laughs> yes. for women Amen. to the rightful places in this day in Jesus' name. Amen. The, the I've said this for years that Jesus's greatest disciple is Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm. She was there every time of every important thing, but she was also the first apostle She's called by some of the popes and some of the church historian leaders that she was the apostolo to the apostolic. She was the mm. first one sent to preach the resurrection of the Christ. Mm. Right. So I, I just uh, I, I, I know that that as women rise up and take their place and make a demand for the rest of the inheritance to come forth, it's going to shift and change the world. So please receive that. Ladies and gentlemen, guys, what a privilege. What an honor. I thank you so much for opening your hearts.
thank you so much for the uh, last week's uh, episode where you were vulnerable and shared about your, you resurrecting your daughter from the dead. And we just, we just thank God for the resurrection life. Thank you. Thank you, Father God, for people that are willing to step beyond the norm and, and live a supernatural life and, and live the indestructible life of God, the life flow of God that is flowing in this season. We are in a season, ladies and gentlemen, of revealed mysteries. We're in the season of affluence. We're in the season of influence. We're in a season of abundant entrance ways. And you need to know that your best days are here right now and coming upon you. He's not worried about what's happening on the Dow or not happening on the Dow. He's not concerned about who's in the White House. He's concerned who's in your house. And if he's if he's in your house, you have all the supply you will ever need. You just need to be obedient. Obedience is your greatest weapon in this season. It's not the expected outcome. Stop looking for the expected outcome to be your victory. Were you obedient, ladies and gentlemen, this day? That's what you need to look for for your victory. I, I love you guys. And so let's just put up a few ways that we can uh, contact you. So we got have Tom and Jane Hammond.com. And then you can you can get your books there, ChristianInternational.com. And then there's visionchurch.ca. Uh, sorry, visionchurchci.org. Um and that's, that's our Facebook as well, Vision Church CI. Yeah, Vision Church CI. That's a Facebook. But if if they wanted uh, the School of the Prophets, you can go to schoolofthprophets.us. If you're in the states, you can text five 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 or five five four four four, and then text Prophet, and you'll get some information on that's your prophetic right. schools there. Um, and to sow a seed, and I want to encourage everyone. And there possibly could be like 100,000 people listening. I think we have 100,000 some odd downloads. I don't know right now. But uh, of these people, I, I want everybody that listens, sow a seed into this amazing power couple, their, into their lives and into their family uh, so that they can continue to do everything and be everything that God has come to do. So it's PayPal at Jane Hammond. And and you'll share some with Tom, right? Sometimes she does. Mm, yeah. It depends. Christmas coming, so maybe. Yeah. So Tammy <laughs> yeah. says what you know the statement. You know what's mine is mine, and what what's yours is also it's mine. Also mine. That's right. See, he's a conqueror when he brings home the paycheck, but when I'm spend it, I'm more than a conqueror. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do a mess. I, I, I do a, a short message on that about a heavyweight champion. I use Muhammad Ali or depending on who. <laughs> And uh, the one that climbs through the rope, she's about 99 pounds, grabs the check, and that's the one that's more than, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's right. I got you. I got you. So yeah. true. I know, I know the rules. Anyway. <laughs> I get to touch Smart it maybe man. for a second. Smart man. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 But we haven't missed too many meals. We're doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's anyway, um, thank you. Um, Anything, any parting comments you'd like to make, or um, I'm, I'm going to have you probably pray one more time, but yeah. what's yeah. anything else you'd like to just share with the people? You know, I was just, I was reading on Facebook the other day about Smith Wigglesworth and how he was talking about an end time awakening revival. He described several moves of God that God showed him even before he passed. And I just believe that's where we are right now. So many men of God and women of God through the centuries and times have looked forward to this day and know that we're living in it. We're having having the opportunity to step into it. He said, well, I'm not going to see it. I think he maybe was talking to Lester Summerall, but yeah. others will. And so I know that that's where we're at. That's the open door that God wants to release in this hour. So I want to just pray for people that they're going to have just that heart to be uh, expectant. That's what faith yeah. is. And then ready. That's what being prepared is all about. So Father, I just Thank bless you. each one. Lord, let us have the sickle in our hand to reap the harvest. Let us have the sword in the hand and the trowel in the other to stand in the gap 
Let us be a part of your plan in this hour to be able to release the anointing of the end time awakening, the end time revival, the end time harvest that you have desired to bring forth and will. We just want to be a part of it, God. Even as Mordecai said to Esther, it's going to happen, but will you be a part? Will you be blessed? And so, God, that's our heart. We want to be laborers in the harvest. We want to be a part of this release of bringing revival and awakening to the church and into the earth. Let us be a part of your plan and your hand extended to the hurting and bringing an awakening to those that know you, but let them grow to come into maturity, come into greater abilities, and come into that place of being fully awake to operate at the gate. And so we bless each one. We speak peace over them and empowerment by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. Jane, just release something, whatever's in your spirit. Well, Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're bringing the church into a new understanding of our identity. Lord, not just as a gathering place, Father, not just as a teaching center, but as an ecclesia, Father, that is being uh, uh, commissioned in this season to legislate from the heavens into the earth realm, Lord. And when we get that understanding, Father God, there's a new level of power, a new level of authority, and a new level of boldness that's coming upon your people. So, Father, as we enter into 2024, Father God, another year of the gate. We thank you, Father, that you are arising as the King of glory, the Lord of hosts, the Mm -hmm. Jehovah Sabaoth, the Lord strong and mighty in battle, the Lord of the angel armies, God. Father, that you are going to move in miraculous, supernatural ways, God, and you're going to partner with your ecclesia, Father God, as we hear your voice and as we begin to speak the things that you say, Lord, we decree that one word from God will change everything, Father God. Lord, that there there's change that's coming in the in the nations, Father, yes, Papa. in this coming year. And we thank you, Lord, that you're going to be exalted in the midst of revival, in the midst of awakening, God, even in the midst of shaking, God. The shaking is going to be our making and not our breaking. And we decree that now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You said something several years ago, um, the, the, the shalom of God is, bought, is brought forth by the shalom. Mm-hmm. You, you yeah. remember saying that? Can you yeah. just, just yeah? So shalam is the word. Shalam is the word um, in Hebrew for restore. And when you oh, yeah. when you it says if you catch a thief and um, he's stolen seven something fold. from you, yeah. then he's got to restore sevenfold, or he's got to restore. It'll say you know if you catch if you catch him, he's, if he steals your 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 lamb, then he has to restore seven lambs to you, and that's the word shalam. My husband yeah. says that. To restore seven lambs is a shalamalam. Okay. Yeah, cool. So yeah. So um and and when we understand that the that's the root word of the word shalom, shalom in the Hebrew literally means when you look at the four letters in Hebrew that spell the word shalom, it literally means authority over chaos. That says it means that that you will have authority over chaos. Peace comes. And peace comes when you destroy the authority of chaos. And so the thief has been coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And we've got to understand that in this season of time, God is saying, I'm giving you both the anointing of the shalam, which means to restore more than before and to restore better than before. But I'm also giving you the anointing for shalom, which means that peace will come to your life when you destroy the authority of chaos in every way that it's operating. Favor with man, prosperity, uh, completion, fullness and prosperity so peace and prosperity go hand in hand so we just speak the double portion that's right uh of that upon those recipients right now let them receive what they have faith for let their expectation grow and then let the fulfillment come till it overflows in jesus shalom and shalom let their cup overflow amen peace is a weapon of mass destruction plans of the evil one and we and Tom, I, I open up the gates of Canada and I speak to your Canadian ancestry Amen. and I say, come home, come home. <laughs> wow. Amen. We That's right. To bring you into Canada. Oh, Canada. And oh, un- Canada. Unlock you and unleash you on, on the, these people here, Tom and Jane. We love you. And I just pray a blessing. I decree and declare as a man from the land, as a... An, as a First Nations person, I decree and declare Psalms 512 over you that says, for surely, O Lord, you bless the righteous. You surround them with your favors with a shield. I bless you 
with the favor shield of God coming upon you, flowing forth from you, displacing everything contrary to you, and setting up an embankment of, of protection for you. We bless your coming in and your going out, and that you're clothed with the glory of God all the days of your life in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I love you guys. Receive that. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. And I'm just going to bring you off the show. I'm going to um, share with the people just a couple more things. But if you could just hang on for a couple more minutes, okay. uh, I'd just like to chat with you a bit more. But anyway, bless you guys so much. Thank you. Bless you. So, guys, don't forget to uh, go on and uh, go on to PayPal at Jane Hammond and uh, sow a seed there if you want more information about uh, the School of the Prophets. I'll tell you, uh, Bill Hammond and Tom and Jane have been plowing in the prophetic for 40 some years. And Bill's been plowing in this for 70 years and he's gonna celebrate his 90th birthday and his 70th year in ministry. I just did a, a video for uh, Barbara Yoder. She was uh, turning 80 and she was 40. She's doing her 80, 40. And, and now, Bill, I sent in a video of uh, just congratulations, and they played it at the celebration. But I tell you, um, Bill Hammond and, the, and, and uh, Tom and Jane are amazing uh, uh, soil to sow into, and I bless them. And bless you guys. And once again, we have this amazing event coming up called Ascend the Summit in Edmonton, the leadership experience. If you're a leader in any sphere of influence, you are welcome. You, you, you need to know this is Holy Ghost, that, that we are gonna be led by the Holy Spirit. We're not going to uh, just go regimented. Uh, we are gonna, we may just go regimented, but we are everything curriculum and everything is subjected to the moving of the Holy Spirit. And understand this is gonna be an event uh, that will change your life as it has already people that have gone to the previous one. So I'm just going to go out with this video. We love you guys. And until next week, Barry Miracle signing off. So go to barrymiracle.ca and sign up for your tickets there. But we'll go out on this video. Much love. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>